Welcome to the Power Your Life radio show with host and success doc, Joanne White. Author, speaker, certified coach, and energy master, Doc White gets to the heart of what matters most. She features guests and experts to help you consciously create more success, health, and wellness in every area of your life, work, and relationships. They'll share their success stories, wisdom, and know-how to help you shine more light onto your day and into your life. Power your life right now. Here's Joanne White. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us today. I'm Joanne White, and is your happiness based on whether or not the sun is out in the morning or the evening or other people's moods or the breakfast you're eating? What is happiness anyway? Well, today we're really going to explore that to the nth degree, and I have a fantastic guest, David Chatfield, Cracking the Code to Happiness. David Blake Chatfield is an author, speaker, coach. He's had 35 and years and 100 years of deals ago. David Blake Chatfield began his career both as an attorney and a manager. He represented global companies, music artists and producers, and motion picture and television writers, producers, actors, and editors. And during David's career, he had twice served as the president of his local bar association, was elected to public office where he also served two terms as a councilman. What did you what haven't you done, David? Has been a senior executive in a nationally distributed record company and a music and video production and publishing company. I should talk about that one too. And now he's currently owning his own law practice and he serves as general counsel for several diverse companies, as the CEO of the United Music Group. He's also a partner in CNA Management and, of course, owns Chatfield Entertainment. Wow. Welcome, David Chatfield. Hi, you? thank you. Great to be here. Great to have you. So I have a quick question. What's Chatfield Entertainment? A Chatfield Entertainment is uh, the name I give to the overall umbrella for the companies that I have uh, set up to develop uh, musical talent around the world. It's a global entertainment group where I have management companies, uh, companies that do production and publishing, and uh, basically we take an artist from anywhere in the world. I have artists in Russia, Italy, uh, Denmark, um, England, Ireland, uh, just about anywhere in the world where someone's talented and develop them to be um, to, the ne- to the next level, what we call it, so that they are prepared and able to produce music. But the music we work on is positive, empowering music. It's not just what you hear on the radio. It is something with a message uh, one of my artists, for example, Cat Perkins in Minneapolis, who was on The Voice last season, um, she did a song that I gave to her called Fearless. And she mm-hmm. takes that into the schools in the Midwest and talks three weeks out of the month in front of high school or grammar school kids and discuss issues like anti-bullying and goal achievements with the youth. 
and that all started with the song. And that's what I'm trying to do is to change the consciousness of the people on the planet from negative to positive so that we can have a better world for us and our children. Well, I think that's so essential, and I think that this book, Cracking the Code to Happiness, is another format for spreading happiness and changing that and transforming our lives. So I have a very basic question because everybody's going to say happiness, and I've heard people say, oh, well, happiness is overrated. Yeah, my life's okay, but I don't know if I'm happy. What's happiness? How do you define happiness, David? Well, happiness... Uh, really is different for everyone, but it has to do with basic emotions that we have. Uh, Marianne Williamson writes that there are two primary emotions in the universe, love and fear. So when you're feeling anxious, angry, insecure, worried, or resentful, you have left love and entered fear. So what my book does is it shows people how to take control of various aspects of their life. You know, people are not really happy when they're out of control. So what it does is it gives it makes people prepared, makes people um, in alignment so that they can feel uh, without worry and without fear in their life. So maybe happiness is trying to take as much fear out of your life as possible, as much negative people out of your life, and just going on and trying to achieve your goals, take risks um, without worry. Which is really very, very important. I mean, worry worry can actually intervene and, and damage any kind of a really positive emotion. So have you been happy all your life? Have, is this, this code that we're talking about, the cracking the code, is that something that you've learned very early on, or is that something that you developed when you were older? How, how does that work for you? Well, I think that most of my life, I was happy. Um, of course, nobody can be on 24 uh, seven. We have our down times and um, the key I think to life is to gather our strength and push through any time when we're down or depressed and get to the point where you can go forward positively in your life and um, you know, not stay stuck. And so I'm not perfect. No one's perfect. We're all imperfect human beings, um, but we're perfect at being imperfect. And so we have to really start getting into involved in self-acceptance and letting go of the past and going forward with your bright future, which you can create by taking action right now in the present moment. So how do we create that future right now in the present moment? What do we need to do? Well, um, I think the very first step is to create a basic foundation in your life of integrity. And all that means is that you keep your agreements. Um, You start with an agreement with yourself, a commitment to yourself to keep all of your agreements with everyone. You know, if you tell someone you're going to see them on Tuesday for coffee, you actually show up. You know, you'd be surprised at how many younger people just don't show up. They don't call. They don't tell anybody they're not going. It's almost like using a cell phone. Uh, They make an appointment using a text where they type it in 
and then the other person reads it and types back to them, and then it, the phone reads back their text. I mean, for God's sake, that's just a phone call, but people don't do that. So they place this technology in between them and other people, and it kind of makes it depersonalized, and people don't think there's much to commitments. But in order to really form a lasting and, and a great relationship, you have to start with integrity. And when you start keeping your agreements with people, you actually show up when you say you are, you build the trust and confidence that helps uh, make a person um, believe in you. And you're able to form uh, a great relationship. And uh, the most important thing in our life is relationships with families and friends and associates. And you can create happy and healthy relationships by following the code I lay out in my book, which the first code is starting with integrity. Now, why do you call it cracking the code? Is is What does that mean? I mean, it, because what you're talking about in the book, I mean, is straightforward and, and these, these ideas we can embrace, they're not, they're not complicated. But what does it mean to crack this code, David? Well, you know, I looked at it over a long period of time, you know, a couple of decades, and decided that, you know, these there are lots of things that people say, you know, very uh, well-known sayings and quotes, which are in my book as well. But unless you look at them and put them in the right order, it's like a combination to a safe. You know, you can have the numbers, but you have to know which way to turn it, what what uh, sequence it goes into, and then if you do it right, then you can finally open the door of the safe and inside is happiness. And that's the way I looked at the book. So when I say cracking the code, it, it's like cracking a computer code so you can get to the, the program, and the program allows you to be happy easily. Now, oftentimes people's happiness, as I was mentioning early on, is based on something external to them, that another person, something good that happened, that, again, that was outside the the way that the weather is today or whatever. How do we make happiness something that's truly innate within us, that's not necessarily contingent upon weather or, or somebody's positive comments about us? Well, you know, I, I touched on it earlier about self-acceptance. You know, self-acceptance is so important, um, as is letting go of the past. And you, you shouldn't be concerned about outside judgments of yourself because that usually is caused by jealousy or fear by the other people. And you should not allow others' jealousy and fear to affect the way you feel about yourself. And you, I don't think you can really live life happy if you're relying on other people for it. It has to come from inside. You have to feel secure and adjusted and um, wake up in the morning knowing that it doesn't matter if your friends are happy today. You know, you're going to base your life on what you're doing and what you're thinking and what you're achieving. And that's really one of the keys is to to not rely on other people for your happiness, but to just go and trust in yourself and take risks in life and uh, set goals 
and take steps to achieve them, no matter what is going on around you. You know, I totally agree, and I think it's so important to to kind of be your own happiness barometer rather than anybody else. What 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 has happened in your life personally? Maybe something that you had to really work at or whatever to shift to happiness or to to really have you create the, this code and and put it out there. Something personal that that you can share with us. Well, one thing that I don't discuss in the book, which was actually maybe a driving force to getting it out, was I, when the Mayan calendar ended, I got into a very serious car accident. Mm. And I had a triple concussion, which caused, me, caused my brain to swell. And I really had no short-term memory for about three months. But when I came out of it, it was as if all the programming that, and socialization that I had received over my life had been uh, erased from my hard drive. You know, my, yes. my memory was clean. And all of a sudden I realized that there were a lot of people in my life that were not very healthy for me. And they were what I call uh, toxic people. These were people that I thought that I needed to change in order to be with them. And they, they were people that sucked energy out of my life. And so I realized that we shouldn't get into relationships with people that we need to change because people don't change. You know, we're, we're kind of like cement, um, you know, when we're, when we're fresh and young, it, we're malleable. You can be shaped and we change, but as we get older, we harden, we get stuck in our ways and we stay that way until we turn to dust just like cement does. And so one of the keys to being happy, I realized, is to try to accept people the way they are and not to expect them to be anything else. And then once you realize who they are and how they make you feel, you can decide, do I want to be in a relationship with that person? Are they making me feel good when I'm with them? Or are they giving me a sour feeling in my stomach? Um, and, And if they really are not making you feel good about yourself and, and making you feel like you can be, be your best self, you, you have to get rid of them. You know, there's no choice. And so I realized that in order for my life to be happy, I had to be positive. I had to have a positive mental outlook and get rid of all the negative people in my life. And while I was writing the book, someone said to me, well, when you get rid of a negative person, does a, does a positive person ever come? And I said to them, there's so much energy that's sucked out of your life by a negative person that not just one positive person comes, lots of positive people come. And they don't suck your energy, they add to your energy. And it really just enhanced uh, every opportunity I ever had and opened doors that I never saw that were even there before. And it was a fantastic thing. So having this accident and clearing my mind and meditating uh, really allowed me to be clear on a lot of things that I was never clear on before. You know, you mentioned something important, and that that's the energy when people are when we have people that are so-called negative people in all our lives. Like you said, they they sap our energy and zap us in a certain way. And when we're free, as you said. There is so much more energy to do other kinds of things and to connect with, with, with other people. 
Right now, there are lots of people that are living in fear, often because of what's going on in the world, but but also with respect to their own lives. Fear is big, and oftentimes fear interferes with people feeling good about what's happening in their lives. How do we get rid of fear? Can we get rid of fear? What do we need to do to stop it? Well, what's interesting is if you take a look at a lot of fear, one of the basic fears that we have is fear of failure, fear of other people, um, and we we feel uncomfortable in social situations. And what I did was I realized when I was in an encounter group that everyone is afraid of everyone. And how silly is it? That to be afraid of someone else. And I immediately started laughing as did everyone else in the group because we all, all at once realized that it's silly to be afraid. And if you don't know what you're afraid of, you ask your friends. You know, we think we're hiding everything from everyone, but we're not hiding anything. Our friends know what we're afraid of and the only people we're fooling is ourselves. And so once you figure out what you're afraid of, you can, uh, you know, I have my my friends uh, take part in a, in a little ritual where I have them write down their fears on a piece of paper and we go to the beach and we throw it in the ocean. Like we're just casting them away, casting our sins and our fears out away. And if you can't do that, put them in a metal bowl and burn them up. You know, just face them and realize that they're nothing more than what you wrote down on that piece of paper. And when you start realizing that if you move forward without fear, that your eyes open. Fear is kind of like, you know, living through really narrow glasses. And when you get rid of it, everything's available to you. And uh, that leads to taking risks. And you learn in life that there are no rewards without taking risk. And you, and you shouldn't be afraid to get hurt. Or, or you'll never get into a strong relationship. You know, people are f- afraid of, of, you know, having their heart broken. You know, in a love relationship, the risk, just like the reward, is the greatest. So you have to live, let go of fear and give way to trust. Otherwise, you're never going to have the opportunity to have a great relationship, whether it's a friendship or a love relationship or just a relationship with another person in your work environment or your clients. It's it's really silly to be afraid of everything when everyone else is. And um, it's just that I think right now that there are some outside influences that are really uh, affecting pe- people's lives, like this ISIS threat. And people are always worried about how do we handle that? How How, how can we go forward successfully in this new age where anywhere we walk down the street, you know, we're worried that a bomb could go off. And there there are all sorts of different strategies for handling that. So give us one. <laughs> okay. Um, you, you have to, you have to um, realize that when you feel that there's no hope, that you have to keep moving forward, take steps, closely evaluate your habits, rituals, and routines, and make some adjustments to keep things going in a positive way. You know, when you're sad... Let yourself be sad um, and uh, don't rush through it. You know, figure out 
how to channel grief in a good way and uh, the, how to be really ready to handle a crisis. Um, you embrace the tenets in my book so that you know in, intellectually that you b- believe in terms of your core values, how you feel spiritually, uh, um, how you think, uh, can become an alignment. And uh, if you feel like you're in alignment, you can deal with the crisis very well. And you, you learn that when disaster strikes, you can look more inward to your inner circle and your inner self to persevere. And you're saying, you know, what does this mean? It means um, you need to be prepared to take care of your family for a lengthy period of time. In the case of a disaster, you need to take steps like having extra food and water, have an earthquake, earthquake kit around, uh, a good kit has everything you need in it, have a meeting place pre-planned in case communications are out, make sure to never let your fuel level in your car get below half. You know, take these steps so that intellectually and emotionally you're satisfied. You believe that you've done everything you can to be prepared. You don't have to worry as much about being unprepared and guessing about what you could do if something happens. Think about it. Just become aware of what's going on and what the possibilities are. Don't be afraid of them. Prepare for them. You know, I think that preparation is, is key because when you when you've done that, you you realize, okay, I'm I'm I've done exactly what I need to do to withstand whatever you know whatever may happen, and and I think that builds more confidence. I always say that that fear is like a coin. On one side can be the fear, the, and the other side is excitement, and you can t- flip the coin because. It can be just as powerful to sort of channel that fear into into excitement that really propels you and get, gets you moving forward, which I think is important. Why do we have such difficulty letting go, like you were talking about toxic relationships and if people are in, in your life that that are causing toxicity and, and negativity, you, you need to release them. Why why do we still hold on to them? What, what what does that serve, or does it serve any? Well, uh, holding on to negative relationships, usually it's just a habit. You know, you're, you're used to somebody that you grew up with or maybe you're even in a relationship with, and until and you're always with them, and you just, you, you're just used to the fact that, you, you know, when, when, we're this, when we're with this person, they're going to be talking about their problems, they're going to drag you down, but you really like them because they've been around for a long time. Well, the fact that you just have time invested in someone, that doesn't mean that they're right for you, that they're good for you. And it's you just have to go with your feelings and stop letting, you know, other ideas in your head control what the way you're living. If if you just feel, you know, just take a moment every day, even if you just take 10 minutes to sit down and not just sit away from work, away from family away from things and just sit down and think in in a contemplative manner about what's what what you you think is important to you you know make some affirmations you know what do you want in your life you know visualizations affirmations and prayers are very powerful i think it was edgar casey who wrote that your decisions shape your reality so you know get rid of the negative people uh Pray for virtues instead of things. 
pray for conditions instead of specific outcomes. The mind builds the circumstances we, we experience, and this evokes the power of positive thinking. And once these negative people are gone, then you've got a big space for positivity and moving forward. You know, some people think bad things happen to them. And um, they spend, some people spend their whole life thinking about what happened to them and, and they're stuck. And they spend so much time looking at the door that's closed behind them that they never even see that there are doors opening in front of them. And so you have to get, you know, come up with strategies to get rid of things that happened to you in the past. You know, get rid of the painful past experiences around you. You know, feel the pain that you feel and let it go and learn from the experience and move on. You know, if you have to tell someone that they hurt you to get over it, tell them. If you can't tell them, tell a friend. I totally agree with that. You have this book, Taking Control, Cracking the Code to Happiness, has stories in it and tips. Can you share something within the book about a story or something that that will help people shape their happiness? Well, um, let's let's talk about uh, turning um, disappointments into opportunities. That's one thing that causes people unhappiness. They get disappointed and they're unhappy. But um, I had a friend once that was laid off his job, and he didn't feel really good about himself or, or what he was doing. And we sat down and had lunch, and I discussed it in the book, how – you know, what does this open up for him? What are the opportunities that he has now? Now that he doesn't have a job, what would he really want to do? And he was working in the promotion department of a major record company. And he said, you know, I always wanted to have my own company. And I said, well, why don't we do that? What, what does that mean to you? And he said, well, let, I would like to, to find other records from other countries and bring them here and and get people excited about it here. And so... He formed his own record company, and it became very successful. And his records ended up being distributed by the same company that laid him off. How (laughs) ironic is that? (laughs) That's great. Now, what about something from your own life? Like I said, I, 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 you know, not every everybody can be happy twenty four seven. What? What has shaped you specifically that that has led you to all this diversity in terms of your career, working with, with a lot of talented people, doing so much, and yet still having that sense of happiness and moving forward in such a positive way and sharing that with people? Well, what I decided a long time ago was that I wasn't going to live inside a box. In fact, um, one of my management partners printed up a card and said our company was thinking outside of the box. And I looked at him and I go, I don't see no box. There's no (laughs) box. And because there's no box, I never thought there wasn't anything I could do. I mean, I kind of got this from my parents. The way they raised me was if I wanted a bicycle, they didn't give me a bicycle. They said, here's a, a catalog of Christmas cards. Go door to door and sell Christmas cards and you can earn enough money to buy a bicycle. And that's what I did. And if I wanted to go to camp, they said, well, 
here, go sell these peanuts door to door and you can go to the YMCA camp this summer. And I did that. And I went door to door and I sold things and I earned my camp. And I didn't know that my parents were secretly behind my back paying all the neighbors to buy this stuff for me, <laughs> but they did. But what it taught me was that you, you can go out, you can set a goal and take steps every day to reach it. And before you know it, you're there and that you earn things. It taught me values. And it gave me this idea that wasn't anything I couldn't do. I just had to, to do it. And I, I lost all boundaries and all fear of failure. You know, many people say that you should take a risk, go out on a limb. Well, I, I live my life like I'm living on the, on the leaves, not the limb, the leaves. In fact, the edge of the leaves where I could fall off, but I never thought about falling off. You know, successful people in life, you know, they fail more than they succeed, but they don't even notice the failures. They just keep going forward. And you just keep going and, and treat every failure as a, a lesson along the road. And then eventually you get what you want to do and then you can stop and go, well, that was great. And what's next? And just keep moving. And that's what I do. And because of that, I've been able to do just about everything I ever thought of that would be interesting to me. And all these doors of opportunities open up for me. You know, I got to meet the Dalai Lama on his 80th birthday. Um, I went to the American Embassy in London to see one of my bands play. I met with the State Department in Washington, D.C. I'm going now to Bermuda to meet with a premier. Um, you know, just unbelievable opportunities. You know, why me? And the answer is, why not me? And so I just open up my life to opportunities and I also I changed my outlook my favorite word used to be no and now my favorite word is yes and when you start saying yes to things your whole world changes I love that word yes I think it's so important and and I think it it puts a uh, a really positive spin on everything and, and on the way that we look at the world and perceive ourselves in the world so this seems relatively easy. Get rid of toxic relationships, set goals, get rid of your fear, say yes instead of no. Why do we have so much difficulty? You mentioned about habits before. Is it about habitual behavior or is there something more that keeps us, so many of us, getting what we want and shifting into the happiness gear? I think it has to do with... Um the ability to change and grow as you get older. You know, when we're really young, we we loved going to the carnivals and riding the roller coaster in the dark, and we get scared and we get we got excited. And you mentioned earlier about excitement. And, but the older we get, and the more we become in touch with our mortality, you know, we we want to be a little bit safer. And so people try to get comfortable in their life, and they just kind of sit back and let life flow around them, and then they really are out of control because they're just going, and, and they're not controlling anything. And so the reason why people don't move forward is that they're just kind of afraid a little bit. They don't want to take risks. They're comfortable. 
And I think one of the things about life and happiness is the same uncomfortableness and discomfort and excitement that we had in the roller coasters. We, you know, we have to stay in touch with our inner child and really not, you know, go through life dead from the neck up once we hit 40. You know, it's just right now um, they did studies and, and, uh, 80% of the people above 40 believe that they're unhappy. How can that possibly be? And it is because they're not doing anything to make their lives work. And what I talk about in my book is taking control of all different aspects of your life. Not really control. It's just, you know, recognizing that you need to be healthy. You need to take steps to be healthy. You know, eat right, take supplements, exercise. Oh, my God, exercise. People get older, they stop exercising. <laughs> they they wonder why they're not happy and they, their body hurts. You know, you exercise is the biggest secret to being happy. It, your endorphins are released. Your emotions get leveled out. And people don't do that. And, and also people are worried about their finances. But a lot of people's financial problems are caused because they don't know what they're spending. They don't keep track of what they're doing. They don't pay attention. But if they did that, like David Bach, um, the author of The Automatic Millionaire, he talks about just write down for a month or so everything you spend. Keep all your receipts. Throw them in a bag. And then notice at the end of the month, what are you doing? I just spent $400 at Starbucks. Are you nuts? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's what people do. They don't realize it. And, they, and then they know, they wonder why at the end of the month they're unhappy because they can't pay their electric bill. Well, gee, I mean, just take control of that aspect of your life. You know, it's like fear of everything is it, fear of the unknown. Well, just become aware then it's not unknown. You know, I also, I believe everything that you're talking about. I would be cranky and miserable if I didn't exercise every, not why I don't do it every day, but I think you're right. It's just so important to incorporate those, those positive aspects into our lives and to be aware of what they are. What happens if we are not really happy with ourselves, if we are totally self-critical, and so many people are, if we're constantly downing what we do or distorting what we do, how do we shift that to to be more positive because I think that, that everything starts with, you know, within, within ourselves and with ourselves. Well, you know, that takes you back to self-acceptance again. If you're unhappy uh, with yourself, um, you, you need to shift your mind to become positive. Um, you can read some, some other books. I think Mitch Horowitz wrote a book about positivity and how it changed life in the, in, in the last century, um, Randy Randall Bell wrote a book about um, habits, and and um, if if you just start thinking about different ways and and be open to change, so that you know you can go from not being happy or not being content to at least opening up your mind to different ideas. Because if you lock it like a safe. You know, it's your, your happiness is going to be locked inside you deep down somewhere that you can't find, and you just are going to be not being able to live. You, you know, a lot of people are depressed and, 
and unhappy and just down on themselves when really if they look at their lives and compared it to, to other people in the world, they'd realize, you know, we here in America, you know, no matter how down and out we are, we're way better off than those kids living on the streets in Nigeria and Ghana and Uganda where my charities have centers that feed and clothe these kids. I mean, people, they, they don't even, they live in mud, you know, they don't have any clothes. Uh, we're just so well, better off. We're spoiled. And, but, and we should just take and be grateful for what we have. And I, like there was this woman that I met at a homeless shelter that I was volunteering at, and she was living in her car. You know, she was, but she was bright and she was happy. And the reason why she was living in her car was that her husband had died and her meager income was not enough to cover all his hospital bills and pay their mortgage. So she lost her house and she ended up living in her car, but she was a happy, upbeat person. And she, you know, she worked and she made relationships with people in these homeless shelters and how could a person like that be happy? Well, she was just happy to be alive and to have friends and to have food and shelter. And then from that point on, she was able to get a job and eventually get an apartment and make something out of her life. And that's what people have to do. You have to work yourself out of whatever you're into and not just stay stuck. That's the key. Not not to stay stuck, but to really move forward and, and get yourself out of it. Now, you work with so many various people and diverse people, and the, the clients that you have, are they always happy? Do you choose people based on happiness? No, no, no. <laughs> Actually, the, the musical artists, the more unhappy and the more crisis and drama they have in their life, the better their musical compositions are. So, <laughs> you know, the the bad thing is, that when they become happy, their music doesn't become as good um, because they're not writing from those base emotions. And so I have to talk to them and try and get them to stay in touch with their emotions so they can continue to write moving music. But uh, most of the people I work with, in fact, all the people I work with, put out positive music and send out positive messages. Uh, I'm in a group here in Los Angeles called GATE, which is the Global Alliance for Transformational Entertainment. And what we try to do is to teach people how to write music, which is positive and inspirational and empowering, and instead of talking about death and destruction and sexual harassment and all these bad things. And we also teach people how to write um, positive television uh, shows and how to write positive mu- movie scripts. And, and um, my partners in that include Eckhart Tolle, who's one of the founding members, and he wrote The Power of Now, and Jim Carrey, the actor. And you might might have seen Jim Carrey on the Internet with his inspirational speeches at the Maharishi Institute in in Iowa, Fairfield University in Iowa. It's amazing, these people, these leaders that are, you know, putting us uh, in, in the place where we can actually move forward as a society and learn to share our resources instead of keeping everything selfishly to ourselves so that people don't have to suffer. You know, I'm involved in four or five different charities 
you know, every day I get an email from someone um, uh, in, in one of my charities, you know, asking me to vote on a grant so that someone, for example, whose family has cancer, uh, someone in their family has cancer and they need money to pay their rent, you know, the charity raises money and gives money to those people. And I have another uh, charity for animals, which where we made Ventura County in California, the first county, which was uh, kill-free. You know, mm-hmm. we don't kill animals in shelters anymore. We find houses for them. And the, and the charity comes up with money. We even put animals on airplanes and flew them to other states so they wouldn't be killed. You know, there's just so many different ways that I give back to society and that people can really feel good about themselves, you know, that you, you've never lived a great day until you've given somebody a gift that they can never repay. And I do that every day. I love this. That's so wonderful. David, we're almost out of time, and I want people to be able to buy your book, get, find out more about everything that you do. So how can people get a hold of you? How can people buy your wonderful book, Taking Control, Cracking the Cat, the Code to Happiness? Uh, the book is available on Amazon in both a soft cover paperback book um, and in Kindle uh, and e-books. Um, and you can just go to Amazon. Uh, the Spanish version of the book will be available next month as well as an audio book. Um, and they can... Contact me by going to my website. They can, my email is david at chatfieldentertainment.com. They can also find out more about my book by going to the book website, which is takingcontrolbook.com. And uh, I'm David Chatfield on Facebook. I love to connect and interact with the people who um, read the book and talk about their experiences. And believe me, from all over the world, People send me these marvelous messages of how reading the book has changed their lives. Just by using the simple little tips in the book, people change their their personalities. They change their jobs. It's amazing and very fulfilling for me. And so send me a note. I'll correspond with you. I'm very open. I talk to everyone. Thank you, David, and you have made my day, so thanks so much, and it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Folks, remember to get this book. It's a great book, and David has tips that everybody, really everybody can use. Thanks so much for being with us, David. Thank you very much. It's been a great experience. My pleasure. Have a blessed day. Thank you. Folks, what every what David was talking about, it, it it's not that hard to feel happy. And I just want to tell a quick story. I was sitting with a client and suddenly hearing water, and looked up, and the whole ceiling was opened up, and there was water coming down. And she said, "What's that noise?" <laughs> and so at, days later, I thought, "Okay, what do I need to do?" And so I decided that what was happening was a breakthrough for me in a positive way. So it's so important to be able to shift even your circumstances and turn them around to something that, that's important to you and, and can, can change your emotionality and, and, yes, your behavior. Next week, March 30th, we're going to talk to Dwayne Starland, who's talking about your highest good 
And it's so important to be in touch with so many aspects of who you are and to really reach forward. I love what David said to like really be able to reach beyond your comfort zone because one of the ways to get out of fear is to do things that make you feel confident to override the fear. And we can do that all the time. The show is called Power Your Life for a Reason. You have the ability and you have the power to transform your day, shift your life. And as David so beautifully put, helping all these people, Once, when you help another person in need, it really changes you. It makes you feel better. And it can be the highlight of your day as well. So thanks so much for joining us. If you want to find out more about me, you can go to docwhite, D-O-C-W-H-I-T-E dot org. And remember, it's up to you to crack the happiness code and to power your life. Have a blessed day wherever you are, and thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to the Power Your Life radio show with host and author, Dr. Joanne White. Listen often and spread the word about the upbeat show to enrich you and grow your life in the direction you desire. Listen again and again and visit DocWhite.org for more information and find out how Dr. Joanne can benefit you. Thank you for sharing your day with us and stay tuned for more exciting guests and events to come. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out Chumba Casino at ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes there are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary VGW group void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus